Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it Monday here on Hale Bar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We are uh, blessed to be here at Pius X, uh, and uh, we are hunkered down for district action tonight, Pius and Southeast. That'll get going uh, just before 7 here on ESPN Lincoln locally. But, uh, yep, we're, uh, we're hunkered down. And a lot of spring football to talk about. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, numbers to join today on Hale Varsity at 466-366-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And can email Chris at Hale Varsity. Dot com. Plenty of thoughts from Scott Frost. We'll have a one-on-one with uh, Bill Bush, special teams coordinator for the Big Red, and all the coaches available today. So we'll uh, make sure we go through all of them throughout this uh, first week of spring. But a uh, really cool time for Nebraska football to get back at it. Some good basketball news. The Big Red need to, to move their uh, center of operation, apparently, to central Pennsylvania. They were incredible last night against Penn State. Some thoughts on uh, Big Red basketball, Husker baseball, a tough weekend, but uh, plenty to talk about there. Coming up, Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or his take on spring football. A thought or two on his level of optimism. Coming up uh, in hour two, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie, and then our sit-down with Bill Bush. Bill Bush at 525, and then Coach Jeff Smith will preview and uh, react to some Husker basketball news. Of course, Fred being retained. Can't wait to get Coach Smith's take on that uh, from from last week. Uh, first time we've had a chance to talk with Coach Smith, so he'll chime in on that and then uh, get his thoughts on just district action. Uh, state basketball just around the corner. And uh, we'll have all the coverage for it for you in Lincoln on ESPN and, and KFOR. So you have the phone numbers. You have a chance to get in. Elijah Herbal is still uh, in search of that winning lottery ticket. Is that correct? Our friends at the Nebraska Lottery, Elijah, you, uh, you've been scratching quite a bit, and, and you keep winning. Is that true? Well, they're putting on uh, trucks and bucks, and they, they do this every single right. year. And, I mean, who doesn't want a brand-new truck? I think this year it's a uh, – a 2022 Ford F-150, I think, uh, and that just sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I went and grabbed a couple. Uh, this would have been after work on Friday of last week. One-on-one, what I won was another $2 scratcher. 
So I got another Trucks and Bucks ticket today, scratched it off about 45 minutes ago. What did I win? Another $2 scratch ticket. So I'm just doubling down here. I keep on getting more and more chances to win some trucks. Uh, it's been the, the highlight of my day so far is winning another Trucks and Bucks ticket. Well, good. And, and you get that pickup and bang, the station vehicle problem is solved. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not asking will you, will you, you to donate. The will you increase my salary at all if I were to put a big ESPN Lincoln logo on the side? See, that isn't a question for me, my friend. Uh, <laughs> yes is the answer if it were up to me. But I'm I'm staring at the uh, the countdown to, to kick off. 39 days for spring football, but the line of the spring. Elijah, let the folks hear it from Scott Frost here when it comes to uh, special teams, uh, because that is one giant area of emphasis. And I love it when farm terms come out. Here is Coach Frost from earlier today. You know, I, I don't want to kick a turd here, but um, I'm sorry. The farm terms come out sometimes. Um, we got to punt it well, kick it well, and, and have some guys that are dangerous in the return game. And uh, for the most part, I thought our coverage units did a good job last year. There's still improvement to be made. Um, I think we got some guys that are going to be able to catch the ball and do something with it. And um, we got to punt it well and make our kicks. And, and we, we hopefully added some guys that are going to be able to do that and are bringing some guys back. So there, there you go. Don't want to kick a turd, uh, especially with uh, those, those new Adidas. And, uh, yeah, it's real simple with special teams. <laughs> Is it going to be – an ongoing issue continually? No, I, I don't think so because uh, Bill Bush is is going to make it right. The the rest of the the, the players are going to make it right. They've emphasized uh, doing so. They've got spring to to work on it, and uh, him being able to be more hands on will will be big time. But they're going to make it a bit of a badge, an honor versus an afterthought uh, with uh, special teams in Nebraska. So Elijah. Go ahead and move columns from negative to at least neutral right now. Not quite positive, but special teams are going to potentially cost you three to seven to ten points a ball game, depending on how bad you are at them or just how uh, ineffective you can be with them. It's one drive. It's. It's it's a first down. It's an extra first down with starting field position. It's better field position to start a drive if you get a return set up. Or guess what? You make the field goal. Or guess what? Your offense is even better in the red zone, so you're not kicking and missing field goals. So we'll have plenty more from Bill Bush here in about an hour or so. But I uh, thought that was pretty comical. A lot covered by Frost. Uh, he's been working with some of the number twos at good quarterback. Didn't get into specifics. It was just day one. The running back room, really interesting uh, from, from Coach Applewhite. We'll hear some of his thoughts on things. Really uh, sounds like a, a smart guy and an in-tune teacher to uh, to get the most out of that running back room. And and I'm interested, too, to talk defensive line with Coach McBride just what, what can they get accomplished? Offensive line, we spent time on it before. We'll spend time on it again. And that's the biggest question mark 
for me because of, of the missing puzzle pieces. So we don't clearly know what type of picture we're going to get some time with Donnie Raiola today, and, and he's optimistic. But, Elijah, a couple of things. One, it's, it's about mentality, and it sounds like Nebraska wants to be more physical, too. Uh, if you listen to, to Nick Henrich, uh, more downhill running, that was not anything out of the ordinary, if you ask Coach Frost. But as an inside linebacker, uh, Henrich noticed it, just how the, uh, the offensive line uh, day one was, was coming off the football. Granted, it, it's not pads. It isn't uh, the second-to-last scrimmage before the spring game, but it was noticeable by one of your team leaders, it sounds like, on the defensive side, just where Nebraska wants to go. But the staff's revamped. There's more energy. You've got the quarterback race and, of course, special teams. The biggest thing you're going to be able to see from Nebraska football in just shy of 40 days with the spring game is you're just going to see probably a greater group of athletes thanks to the portal, be it at quarterback, be it uh, in the recruiting world. When we look at uh, Anthony Grant, uh, the, the New Mexico Military Institute, JUCO, or just from the return standpoint, you've got guys, you have options, and you have guys trying to, to prove that it's time for them now, Alante Brown, to make a move. And he's one guy, Elijah, that was mentioned today. Again, grain of salt, day one, but it, it sounded and it looked pretty good. I was pretty fascinated by uh, the roundtable and just the, the upbeat uh, mentality Nebraska had. That's okay to be uh, upbeat, but it, it just was different and difference okay because I think uh, with, with the staff changes, uh, nothing to disrespect the former coaches with, but it, it sounds pretty evident with the players that uh, a new voice is is going to be welcomed and uh, listened to initially, at least early on. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing I took away from, at least when Frost was up in front of the, the, the press today, was he just seemed so cool, calm, and relaxed up there. It, it seemed like a – and I, I get that there's a less pressure during spring practice on the coaching staff, but he was – cracking jokes and smiling and he, he just seemed uh, like he was more comfortable uh talking to the media than he had been in years past especially during this past football season he, he seemed more uh forthcoming and that was my main takeaways like I, I don't think you can read too far into what coaches are saying at these things like when they're bringing up players and whatnot like there's a lot more going on behind the scenes like is he bringing up Alante Brown because Alante Brown really wowed him today, or did you bring up Alante Brown because he liked the work Alante put in the past three weeks, and this was a, a nice little pat on the back for Alante saying, we like what you did in winter conditioning, so I'm going to bring you up first day of press conferences. There's a lot that can be read in between the lines, so I don't like to listen speculate, speculate on, on whatnot, but I, I like to get a, a gauge of body language, and that was the number one thing I, I took away from Frost, was his body language uh, was different today than I'd seen in, in, in previous years and previous press conferences. Elijah Herbal there, Chris Schmidt, Hale Varsity. We're at Pius right now. Some big storylines to watch here. Uh, that Whipple offense and Coach Whipple had, was part of the roundtable today. And Casey Thompson took the first snap because, well, uh, so far so good through what they were doing in, in winter conditioning. You've got to really go to work with the, the tight ends because your main your mainstay. Vokalek is is not available. 
And uh, the offensive line, from a stylistic standpoint, uh, it's going to change under Donnie Raiola uh, from, from Greg Austin. New playbook, new terminology, new language. And uh, you have plenty of time between now and, and Northwestern quarterback battle. Obviously, the, uh, the, the, the new coaches, though, their impact on practice. One of those is Coach Applewhite, the running backs coach. A lot of praise towards him as we've uh, ramped up towards spring session, spring season from the Joe Glens of the world and some former players from Applewhite. But here was Coach Applewhite and his uh, impressions so far with the uh, the running backs, that running back room here as they got underway with spring practice 2022. Uh, first impression was that, you know, these kids, they work hard, um, hungry, um, eager to learn, eager to please, uh, which is what you want on the first day. You know, I wasn't, um, you know, I was pleased with the effort. You know, there's some little things you got to clean up, just a different way of how Coach Whipple wants things done in practice, just a totally different mindset. And, you know, they're still getting used to that. But uh, as far as effort, you know, it was, um, it was great. I was happy with that. So the the effort is good. Uh, specifics here. What type of back do you have? What's the future look like for Jock Yant? And can there be more in his future that's reminiscent to the wow against Northwestern, right? Or is Yant still a guy that's going to struggle with execution in the playbook? And, and you've seen Yant advertised a few times on some of the Nebraska videos that's all well and good, but, but now it's time to learn, get down, be trustworthy, and be a difference in the eye back. Applewhite here on Jock Yant and, and how things are going very early in spring football. He's a big person. He's huge. He's, he's big. Uh, and he's fun to be around ever since I've been here. He's been a great kid to be around. Um, and they all have been great to be around. Uh, just their eagerness to learn, their eagerness to want to get better, to find out how to do this, how to do that. What, you know, how do I operate? How's this offense going to change? Um, but Jock, I mean, he's a great kid. Um, you know, it's been, it's been very, I've been very pleased and happy with all of them. Just, you know, it's fun to be around, fun group, all of them. So, so far, so good. Uh, let's talk traits from Coach Applewhite here as we wind down this first segment. We're on the road here live at Pius ahead of uh, district basketball, the Pius the 10th Thunderbolts, Lincoln Southeast, to, to get districts tipped up and going. Uh, final thought here from Applewhite on those traits he's looking for in the running back room. I want a tough kid first. Um, you can't, you know, I don't care how much this game has changed. Uh, tough still wins. Um, I look for athletic kids, uh, multiple sport kids. Um, it's hard for me to recruit a running back that has not, that does not run track. Um, if he doesn't run track, he better be special in another sport, basketball, baseball, something where he's really, really special, where I can see other athletic abilities, you know. Um, and so, you you know, toughness, multi-sport athletes, kids that run track, and then um, I want a s- 
smart kid, you know, one that is passionate about football and loves football. You know, at the end of the day, you've got to love what you're doing because this isn't an easy sport. No, who, who really, who, who on this table wants to get up at four o'clock, eat breakfast at six, go put on pads, be on the field by eight o'clock, practice for two and a half hours, take a shower, then go to class? So you got to love what you're doing. You got to love it. Well, he is uh, working on finding some guys he loves uh, to carry that football. The rotation is give me three, give me four, but I've got to be able as a recruiter and a developer to have somebody that can absolutely step in as that next man up if you're injured or there's a change of pace back I need to go with. So we'll hear more from Coach Applewhite. Spots uh, with Nebraska baseball coming up here in about 25 minutes. So a tough go of it for Nebraska baseball. Uh, They fell yesterday 5-3. to Uh, A tough, tough way to end it with Nebraska as uh, the tying runs were on in a, well, just a flat-out awful call at first base against Nebraska baseball. Husker basketball now two wins in Big Ten play. Who was that team wearing red? We'll get into that. And Jay Moore will talk some more spring ball with us. Great to be with you. On a Monday, it's Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the big red and NFL vet. He's Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow ahead of district action. We're here at Pius the 10th. Uh, the gym is a little bit lonely except for a few layup uh, warm-ups going on. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay, uh, this time of year is pretty awesome, man. Spring football, districts, and then state basketball, and, of course, golf. How many trank darts did you absorb to keep you off of the course today? <laughs> you know, not too many. The it's it's kind of um, I don't I don't know if it's a it's, it's kind of a sad deal, but I mean, without the moisture, a lot of these golf courses are have decided to shut down here for the time being until they can, you know, it's warm enough to get some water on the course from sprinklers or get some moisture for some rain or you know even some possible snow. So a lot of a lot of the golf courses aren't uh, aren't open, you know, and it's it kind of gives a, a blessing in disguise a little bit. I need to you know suck it up here and, and keep my butt in the office to get some stuff done here this week so uh but no it's beautiful i might have to take advantage of it one way or another just to maybe sneak out and find a course that is open for a quick nine walk or something like that you know i could use it as a as an exercise you know it's a, it's a good exercise so i'm doing my body good you know so i gotta find some excuses somewhere i guess 
The correct answer is I took two. I took more shots than Tupac, and I'm still doing this interview. But um, <laughs> that, that's okay. That's okay. Jay, we'll start with some spring football, bud. And uh, we look at Nebraska here, and, and it's and it's different, man. It's it's new uh, with some of the, the the position changes, and you know, had a chance later on. We'll hear from Bill Bush. Sat down with Coach Bush, and he's. Obviously, super detailed, super on point. I was pretty wowed by just his uh, his his outlook on football, and he's been super successful. But you know, of the positions that are kind of up for grabs, and just the, the different position groups, is there one you're you're going to buy stock in? It's kind of a running question I've had. Are you? Are you feeling that, okay, the D-line can make a jump? Are you feeling all right about the secondary, or is it the O-line, or is it maybe the special teams unit? Uh, what what unit do you think maybe gets the most done this spring here to help Nebraska in the future? Oh, man, that's a tough question. I'm not – dang, I'm not – that's hard. You know, it's – there's there's so – you know, with – I'm kind of, you know, it's stuck between a rock and a hard place. I feel as if you, you put these coaching changes, I do know that hopefully that, you know, infuses some different ideas, some some more accountability within the coaching staff and to, to some respects. So it's just, I, I don't, I don't know what, you know, if I if I am bullish, you know, I'd almost be like a, you know, I would, <laughs> I'm more bearish on some of the. I just, I just, I still feel like with with this team right now, I and and I just still look at the head man. He he has he has some holes, right? And I just don't know. I can can some of these 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 coaches he they bring in can they help, you know, cover up some of his holes he has in in his in the way he coaches? And I think so. Can can Don Rayola, you know? help him get his run game organized can mickey joseph you know help him and and you know and can mickey joseph and um oh gosh the the the, the new oc i can't remember his name is yeah whipple you know can he help him kind of get his, his passing game you know right i, I guess what I'm, I, I'm saying can these these guys that have a, a newer different voice get a more focused on what what it is to pl- get back to winning football you know, I'm not doubting Frost's, you know, uh, ability to understand the offense. I just think he he needs to focus, to get his tight down his focus, and, and figure out what the hell he needs to get done. You know, I think the culture's better. I think a lot of things are better, but still shows me he he's a little bit unorganized on some things and and needs to narrow his focus down a little bit. So can they help him there? So, you know, I, I look at. I had, you know, if I really did have to pick a position group, I honestly might say, and this is totally against my all the things I have said on this on this radio on this radio show is, you know, I'm always preaching D line, O line play, right? Because that's what wins football games. But there was a position group I, I may have to buy stock, and it might be the wide receiver just because of Mickey Joseph and um, David Betts, uh, Omar Manning, and those guys, and, and some of the other guys they have coming in. You know, I, in and maybe and maybe some of the special teams. I don't know. That's that's tough. I, I, I do respect Bill Bush. I think he's a hell of a coach. But I don't know what I mean. What the kicking game looks like. You know who they have coming in. So I'm not too privy on all that. But it's it's hard for me to say. Hey hey, I'm really you know 
bullish or have a really positive outlook on, on some position groups right now. I'm just calling it like it is. I'm not trying to be a pessimist or be negative. I just don't know. I mean, we've lost a lot of key contributors, you know, in the secondary and the D-line and the reshuffling of the O-line. It's going to be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. So, uh, you know, if I, if I had a pick right now, I'd, I'd probably say wide receiver. But, again, but again, that's hard to say because, you know, if, if you don't have, well, uh, uh, you know, have the O-line playing well together, protecting the quarterback, then how the, how the wide receiver is supposed to produce, right? So, you know, I wish I could stand up here and say I, I believe the O-line is, is going to be, you know, much improved. But I, I, I don't know that. I, I can't honestly say that. I don't know what. You know they're trying to do what they're trying to accomplish. You know with, with Donovan and and getting this thing resurrected, but it's it's tough. I, I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm, there's just it's it's a hard question for me to answer. I wish I had a, had a better answer for you. Hey Jay, no worries, man. You're just uh, you're kind of in, in show me mode and totally get that as after a few years of of kind of building up the the hope and then it 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 fallen down in some key moments. Jay Moore is with us on Hale Varsity Radio talking spring football. How big a task is is it for Donnie Raiola? <laughs> he didn't get to have a tackle. He didn't get to have a starting tackle. He'll have guys that have started before, but he uh, they lost their jobs, so you have no Big Ted. And, uh, and of course, Turner uh, has played his best mm-hmm. football at right tackle, but he's also out. So is this a good thing or a bad thing uh, when it comes to mixing and matching and yeah, it's it's more time and development for some from other, for some other bodies, but you're still not going to have possibly the the five guys or six guys you want to roll with here come uh, come summer or fall. Yeah, you, you'll have to you know you'll have to work with what you got for the spring, and luckily it is is the spring, and it does you you know you already mentioned it, it helps with getting some of these. Other guys, you know, you're able to develop some more depth, and you know, just get some guys, you know, throw them in there against some some of the better talent, and see what they're they're made of. That's the nice thing about spring ball is, you know, you can go good on good, you know, every day. You don't have to worry about incorporating certain game plans and going against scout teams. You know, you you can go, hey, you can, you, know, you want to scrimmage, good. Let's go ones on ones, you know, for 25 plays, 30 plays, whatever it may be. Heck, 10 plays. You can do that every day if you want when you're in pads. So that is that is a nice thing. You can kind of see how guys have progressed, you know, over the over the winter conditioning and in see and the maturity and everything like that. So that that is a good thing. And but I, he has some weapons. I know he has some guys that play really good football. But you know, he's not going to get his 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 full you know uh, his his whole line back. You know, in uh, not until fall in fall camp, and that's fine. You know, in it's, it's nice that, you know, Teddy was able to play a little bit last year, so he has gotten his feet wet. You already know what, what Turner is able to do, you know, at his spot, and depending whether they're shuffling him around. But I, I think just kind of you're just trying to find, the you know, your five best guys. And obviously two of them are not participating in spring ball. But, you know, okay, let's find out who are other three. You know, let's develop another, you know, five or six guys behind those, you know, to help out because you're you're going to have to plug and play throughout the season. You're going to have to adapt and you're going to have to adjust. Injuries happen, you know, whatever whatever it is. So you got to just develop it and you find your best guys and uh, do your best you can with what you got. Jay, just to shift gears just a little bit, we heard from Coach Bill Bush today, uh, and he 
discussed an interesting story, and that was that a quarterback was actually out doing some kickoff coverage today. That's Matt Masker. I just want to get your take. What do you think of, of a quarterback going out and doing special teams? And if you were his teammate, what would that signify to you seeing one of your quarterbacks out there running down on kickoff coverage? Well, if <laughs> not, uh, you know, not too surprised. I mean, I mean, maybe slightly surprised, but it shows me that this kid wants to play and you know he's not pouting and and taking his ball and going home like we see a lot of these kids try to do nowadays you know and and he's just saying hey I want to play here at Nebraska and if it's uh if if it's not going to be quarterback cuz i mean it doesn't look too good for him right with with uh you know the young guys they brought in they recruited in the in the QB transfer so he's like man i just want to play and that's that's totally fine i mean that's that's good that's i, I love the that uh, type of energy and and just you know what I'm gonna do whatever I can to to get on the field. So I I, I really can't you can't appreciate that and it just and especially nowadays where you know maybe he, you know he might transfer to you know a one double A you know or uh, an FB or an F, FCS type school to try to play. But if he really wants to play at Nebraska and he kind of sees the writing on the walls, like man, I I don't you know I don't think I'm gonna be able to crack the the three deep this year, then then if I really want to play while I'm here, screw it. Let's go run down on kickoff team. Let's go run down on punt. Let's go. Let's go get crazy. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Jay Moore's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, we're at the on the road at Pius here as uh, we're ready for uh, district action tonight against Southeast. So uh, thanks to them for letting us uh, come out here and hang uh, for Hale Varsity Radio before tip off. Jay, a uh, final thought as we uh, we wrap up here. Uh, NFL Combine, uh, you're going to have a lot of Huskers uh, performing here in the Combine. What's that do for for the Nebraska brand, in your opinion, here, having guys on that stage again? It's not that it hasn't happened, but it hasn't happened as often. It's, it's nice to get some guys in there. I, I just wish, you know, it was a direct correlation that if, you, you know, if you have more guys – you know, going to combine, then and a lot of times it is more of a correlation that you probably are are winning some football games and are pretty successful. That you know, that can't be said for Nebraska here. You know, only winning three games this past year, so it's that's tough. But it, it's it's nice. You know, the the combine is it is it's nice to get invited to. It's you know, it's um, I would say it's a luxury by any means. I mean, they they put you through the gamut of stuff, but it's it's nice to kind of get respected that you know that you're going to get you know, invited there and you get to partake in everything. And, but, the, you know, it's just the, the cool thing about it is you're, you go to the combine, you perform, you know, you do all the meetings with the teams and the coaches and all this stuff. So you kind of get a lot of these things knocked out, right, early. And then when you come to your pro day, it's like, all right, if I did perform well at my pro day, guess what? I'm just going to do some position drills, you know, and then I might, you know, obviously talk with some some scouts and stuff and whatnot when they're there. But, if you but if you didn't do as well, you know, like, hey, I didn't I didn't run my forty as fast. Guess what? You can redo. You can run it again if you want. Jay Moore is with us. Jay, uh, have a good week, bud. We'll do this again soon. And thanks for checking in on Spring Football with us. Yep, you got it. Have a good good week, boys. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, 
our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, Chris at HailVarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Great to have you back at Hail Varsity Radio, a Monday road show here at Pius the 10th as we are getting set for district action tonight. Pius at Lincoln Southeast Boys uh, just before 7. Myself, Jeff Smith. We'll uh, have the call for that uh, here on ESPN Lincoln locally. And, of course, our affiliates will have uh, great coverage of high school sports uh, with their area teams as well. Elijah Herbal back in the ESPN studios. Bill Bush coming up one-on-one with Bill. Uh, we'll check in with Coach Bush here a little bit after 520. A Monday with Charlie, Mr. Blackshirt. Good Coach McBride's thoughts here at spring is uh, starting off uh, the right way. So far, so good with a full day uh, Husker football coverage. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. can email chris at hailvarsity.com and uh, find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Uh, chris Schmidt and at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. So... The reality is this. Nebraska baseball is off to a uber-tough start. Uh, following yesterday, 5-3, to three, uh, you had uh, Bryce Matthews get rolling a little bit, took a tough strike three call yesterday in the, uh, the latter innings. I think that was the ninth. He had two on, uh, no out, as Nebraska made some noise to try and tie things up. Elijah, what is rule number one for you when you're – not behind home plate, but your, well, your your job is to get the call right at first base. That clearly did not happen with uh, Nebraska baseball yesterday. Don't know if they would have won, but I know it was two outs and uh, the tying run was on to uh, to get home. And it was it was a it was. Listen, I don't know the umpires. I can't do it. I'm not. Uh, I've never really umpired in in about 25 years, so. Uh, I'm not throwing rocks here intentionally, but it was a horrific call missed against Nebraska baseball. It could have done wonders to get out of TCU alive with at least one win. Don't know if they would have or not, but it's better than the alternative, 0-3. And uh, it, it it was a brutal, brutal call that was missed with Nebraska as the uh, the the runner uh, beat the plate at first in in super slow mo. There's evidence on Twitter, my friend. Oh yeah, and, and it, he was safe. Like you go back and rewatch it, it's easier to see it in slow motion than it is live. Don Dinkinger thought he was safe. I mean, I, I I feel for the umpire in that sense because like what the angle that we're seeing, the one that's up the first baseline a little bit, it's in slow motion. It's much easier to see slow than it is live. But as as a college umpire, you expect to get it right. I mean. If you're umpiring 10-year-old baseball, if it's close, it's an out. Like, I get that. Um, but once you get to the, the college level, you, you got to get those sorts of things right. Uh, I, I can't put myself in the umpire's shoes, so I, I can't, you know, get a get a read on why he called it the way he you're, did. But, it, it, I mean, it seemed pretty clearly safe. But then you also look obvious. at it. 
Ninth inning, third game of the weekend. Maybe the guy had plans back in his hometown on Sunday night. Maybe he just wanted to get out of there. Like, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> he, he was meeting his buddies at the, uh, at the bar you, for a beer after the game, probably. You know what? The beer's still going to be there. Um, <laughs> get it right is my thing. But we'll see how Nebraska baseball bounces back. Husker basketball. Wow. What was that? Who was that? Man, Nebraska baseball on basketball, forgive me, on fire last night. A capital E efficient 13 for 20 from three. Phenomenal when it comes to offensive rebounding. I think 12 for the game. Five guys in double figures. And you had Elijah. I saw like a spurt where they they just – played hot potato like three or four possessions in a row in the second half where there's a little lost focus so what it's going to happen that usually is a death nail for someone to put a run together on nebraska nebraska was was drilling penn state so badly it didn't matter uh instead of winning by 32 you won by 23 oh well but i saw one bad shot kobe webster the entire game there was a couple of questionable shots, but they went in. So, therefore, they are good shots. One bad shot is all I really saw watching that thing. And Nebraska's good for one of these a year. Last year, they annihilated Rutgers. And uh, maybe they'll get some momentum and go play hard against Ohio State tomorrow night. You finish up with Wisconsin. And then here comes... Uh, here comes Indy, right? Uh, here comes the Big Ten tournament. But pretty cool moment in the post game with Fred Hoiberg in the locker room, reinforcing, look, if you do the right things, good things can happen. Sharing the ball, the extra pass. That's what it's supposed to look like, Elijah. That's what it's supposed to have looked like for three years. And uh, good for Fred having it actually happen. Yeah, I had that pulled up, what Fred said in the, uh, the post game uh, locker room, if you'd like to hear that. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's hear from Fred Hoiberg uh, telling his guys congratulations. A, a second consecutive road win at Penn State. Why not us? Thanks. All right, you see what we're capable of, fellas. We go out and play together and play the right way out there for 40 minutes. That's the most uh, complete, consistent 40-minute game on both ends of the floor we played, and everybody made a contribution. All right, great job, fellas. Put your hands together. Good work. Good work and carry it over, and uh, it just took a while. Now two and thirty-one. Check that two and thirty on the road all time. Uh, both wins against. Say it with me, Penn State. But uh, it's better than the alternative, and the alternative's been happening happening way too often this season. So baseball trying to to regroup and get their mojo going. Basketball gets a wind, a wind that's uh, really nice, so uh, wonderful. And, uh, and another, and another just point for the weekend. Is oh, ball, are, we, are we going bowling? I was going to go, well, we could have gone bowling. I do like bowling. I was going to go Husker women's basketball finishing the year 16-1 uh, and one at home. Was that, do I have my number correct there? Yeah. 16-1 at home. I think their loss was to Michigan State. Pretty incredible that they were able to, I mean, when you look at 
going to football games, going to basketball games, men's basketball games, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. just feels like so many losses at home over the past couple of years. The Husker women's basketball team uh, did a great job holding down the home floor this season. So got to give got to give props for props is due. 16 and one at home is incredible, especially with some of those those highly rated teams that came into Pinnacle Bank Arena this season. Now, Nebraska was uh, fantastic uh, with Coach Williams and, and their they're they're loading up, man. They are ready to make a run in the tournament. We'll we'll check in this week with Andy Markowski on Wednesday. Uh, all things Nebraska basketball, as uh, the Pious Girls, of course, are getting ready to make another uh, push towards state. Uh, really good uh, teams in in Lincoln with girls basketball and uh, a number of state candidates. Southwest incredible with Coach Baird. Uh, Lincoln Heights phenomenal. With uh, with Coach uh, Dominique, she does an, an just an insanely high level job. So uh, yeah, going to be a fun fun time with hoops here a week from today with state coverage. We'll wind down this first hour. A couple more thoughts from Scott Frost, and then we'll check in with Mister Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, going to be with us, and then Bill Bush, five twenty five, our sit down with uh, the Bushman, El Varsity on the road. We're here at Pius. We're presented. By the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this first hour, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Monday here at Pius the 10th, ahead of district action, Pius Boys in Southeast, as uh, we'll be on a little before 7, uh, gearing up. Uh, real quick thought here from your friends at the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Coaches make substitutions during the game to get the best player on the field. Getting behind the wheel after drinking also demands a substitution. Sober drivers are the only choice. A DUI costs more than you think. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Let's uh, hear from Scott Frost from today's presser. Uh, let's do the wide receiver room. There's some uh, intrigue with that. Of course, Mickey Joseph, his resume speaks for itself. And there's uh, some big-time talent in that room that uh, can maybe hit a ceiling. Here's Coach Frost. Got a lot of guys in the receiver room, and they're not getting away with much uh, right now um, with Mickey in there. So they know the expectations and the standards, and they know there's going to be a lot of competition in the room because uh, we got a lot of guys on a lot of depth. Uh, so... Uh, today was day one. They're going to have 15 practices this spring and a bunch of time over summer and fall to uh, try to battle it out to see who the main guys are going to be, and uh, they're off to a good start. So Alante Brown's name's been mentioned. That's uh, some praise. Good for him. We've been waiting to see him kind of ball out for a while if you're a Nebraska fan. Other thought, too, is Omar Manning playing uh, a lot in the slot per Whipple this is interesting. because he likes a big target there in the slot. Uh, more from Scott Frost here real quick, specifically uh, when it comes to the progress here, that working relationship with the new coaches, how that's ongoing. I think it's a work in progress. Um, it's been great sitting in a room with smart guys that see the game a little different, had some different ideas. Um, but it's amazing how much you have to go through to make sure that you're on the same page with everything. I mean, the, the name of every blitz and pressure that you bring, the name of every front and what we call it, what we call the coverages, what we call concepts, what the signal is for the concepts. Um, 
uh, how we handle certain things in protection. There's just to, to marry things together. It's a lot of work and, and we've been putting in a lot of work, uh, but I'm sure there's some stones that are still unturned that we'll get to through spring. So Nebraska will work out uh, the rest of this week. Again, uh, 15 practices, now 14, one down this morning. Uh, they'll ease into their pads here by uh, about day three. And uh, it's really, quite honestly, a time for development. Uh, we'll talk about that aspect of it with Charlie McBride coming up here next segment, uh, Monday with Charlie. Plenty more from Coach Applewhite also next hour. And then uh, what you're going to want to hear uh, from Bill Bush, uh, top, the topic being, of course, special teams, uh, the recruiting trail, and uh, how he's such a nice get for Nebraska now on field and just super, super down to the details for Bill Bush. Elijah Hurdle back at our ESPN studios, winding down this first hour. And uh, good stuff from Jay Moore as well. Check the podcast out. Subscribe to us. Take us with on your time. Also catch us live, obviously, around the state of Nebraska on Hale Varsity. And uh, can find Hale Varsity on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And uh, give us a review. Good, Bad, Ugly will take uh, all the uh, criticism or praise you want to hand out. But uh, subscribe to it, Hale Varsity radio hour two next charlie mcbride on the way pardon the interruption but i'd like to save you some money hey it's chris schmidt with hail varsity and i wanted to offer listeners of this podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription that means that you for less than twenty dollars can get everything we produce ten issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook and all the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com just go to hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code gbr for ten dollars off a full year of hail varsity that's hail varsity dot com backslash subscribe promo code gbr welcome to hail varsity radio the voice of husker nation insight opinion expertise with the biggest and best names talking nebraska across the state join the show on twitter at hail varsity and at schmitz underscore radio call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865 here's chris schmitz Thanks for hanging out. It's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're on the road here at Pius X, just off of 56th and A Street, ahead for Nebraska, uh, the, the Pius X in Lincoln Southeast as district action gets going here for, for boys basketball. It's that time of year, nearing March for the madness. It is spring football time, too. Lots to go over, and we've done so with uh, spring 2022 with Coach Frost and his new assistants. We say hi to Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Coach, I got to ask you, are you getting some of the good weather your way finally? We're going to be 60s and I think 70s all week. Well, we're... (laughs) At least I can see the sun. It's not that bad, but it's, I think it was close to 50 today. But, you know, I was out a couple of times. But, uh, you know, it's everything's melting. Thank you. <laughs> now the ice is going away. Jesus. 
<laughs> well, good, good. Enjoy the the fifties, but mid fifties in in your part of Michigan probably, I don't know. It feels a little warmer than fifty, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I you know you live in there after you. I lived in Arizona what fourteen years or so, and it was really funny when you're down there. Uh, you know, in the winter time, uh, it gets to be forty, forty-five degrees. Sometimes even down to thirties. But all the snowbirds come out, and they're all walking around in shorts all the time, so you know who they are, and you can tell who's the snowbird and who's not because all the people that live there have big coats on and sweaters and stuff. It's really funny because you you go shopping, and all these people that are visiting are all in, you know, Bermuda shorts, and it, it's, it's a laugh is what it is. Coach, a lot to talk about with spring football, and uh, Coach Frost talked to the media today, all the assistants on offense and defense sat down at the round table, and old Bill Bush there, too, with uh, with special teams, and I wanted to ask you, when, when a couple of coaches that, that come to my mind came on board with you, how did you uh, approach things defensively? And I ask you about uh, Kevin Steele and, and Tony Samuel specifically. When they came in to be a part of your defensive staff, how long did it take you guys to get on the same page? And, and even when it, when it came to transitioning to that new defense, that 4-3 versus the 5-2. Well, it wasn't. Well, that isn't bad. It, it, the, the the thing is the terminology, and mm-hmm. and any anything that they want to put, in, you know, look at, have us look at, or do that they know about, you know, you spend some time with that, of course, right away. I mean, so that's cleaned up usually by spring practice and everything. So, but but those are the things you go through is the terminology and. Any anything you can add, you you usually you don't change your defense, but you can do things. You know you can do a little bit here, a little twerk here and there, and uh, add things to it and take stuff out. Um, you know, so it, the biggest thing is pick their brains. And um, you know, there's two things I always told them. One thing is the more you say, the more you got to take back. So. Be careful what you're doing when you when you go out and meet the press. You know, don't don't tell them you're going to be the world's greatest team that ever came down the road. Whatever you do, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. And I always looked at it as the player's responsibility. You know, you you do your part as far as getting them ready to play and teach them. And but you know, and the, their heart has to be in the right place. So you know, spend time with your players, get to know them as best you can before spring ball starts so you can start there off the field. And that was a good thing that I think we had. This year probably it isn't as much time because they're having a little quicker spring ball. And, you know, some of the guys came in maybe a little later um, than we had. Uh, but but well, we usually had them in by the time, that spring, you know, the ball game was over. Charlie McBride's with us. Hail Varsity Radio on Monday with Charlie. Coach, what would you do when it comes to, to getting together with your kids? Would you have the entire defense over? Would you just have your position group? How would you uh, spend time well, together? How would you hang out? Early, 
Well, early you start you start pretty much with your your own groups, and and you, we stayed pretty much. You know, we might have had one meeting. You know, with the defense and Tom had Tom had team meetings. You know, um, sometimes I think if I remember, we probably had them just about every time we had. Uh, 15 minutes or so, you know, before, you know, but maybe the first day, of course, we had, you know, kind of an introduction day, and we didn't have practice. You know, we met with them, uh, you know, before, or I guess we're allowed to do that and have, you know, or the first day we spent more time with them as a team. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we broke into it when we had the team meetings, we broke into our individual groups right after that. And from that point on, we were pretty much stayed as individual groups because we had so much to put in, you know, and, and, and of course we had, we had 20 days. Uh, we ran into, we didn't run in. I can't, I don't think we ran into the 15 days and we were gone. I was gone before that, but um, you know, we, we had our practices all in, um, picked out what we're putting in this day, this day, this day, you know, and so on and so forth. So we had a, a schedule of what we're going to do all through the whole spring. And um, and usually, you know, we left time in our meeting time. For a lot of kids, it's easier for them to learn is to do walkthroughs and things like that. So we had some time. We, we kind of day by day went went with that. You know, if we had some some kids that really didn't didn't need it, but I, you know, sometimes the defensive linemen don't don't really need you know the the whole can of worms. It's the guys that have to adjust are the most important guys you have. But when you're doing it, your your linemen are learning the defense. They're learning what's going on behind them. And that's really important if they know, you know, just the fact that they know more than just their position. And, uh, you know, the secondary guys have to know, you know, a lot. (laughs) You know, they have to know all the adjustments being made, and sometimes they have to make individual calls. So when you do it three-dimensional, it's a lot easier for them to really see it. So we'd stack them up maybe two or three guys deep and just walk through the stuff, you know, and go through it. And so that they could take a look at, you know, what we're talking about. A lot of guys don't understand spacing and things like that. So, you know, that's a good time to do that rather than on a blackboard. Well, the, the walkthrough part, it sounds more fun to uh, t- <laughs> to get your hands dirty with. Charlie McBride's <laughs> with us, Hale Varsity Radio on Monday with Charlie. Coach, a couple of names I want your thoughts on. As uh, as their two names, we're gonna watch and circle. Ty Robinson, of course, out of Arizona, uh, has been in the program a while. Uh, started last year, had some good moments, but uh, it's it sounds like it's time for him to take uh, another step in his career, and, and I think he's anxious for it. Also, uh, Nat Hutmacher, the uh, the polar bear from South Dakota. Uh, when he's right. been in, he's impressed, but it's not been as a, a full-time guy. What are your thoughts on both of those kids as they enter into spring? Well, if, if I, I don't know where their heads are screwed on, you know, how that goes, but I assume 
because of the backgrounds that they have that they uh, they have that the, they have the potential to play in the NFL mm-hmm. and uh, and what how they learn and what they learn right now and are able to just get better at it uh, I think is the really really the most important thing that they work at things uh, you know if they for example if they uh, have a pe- hands problems or you know all the little things that have to be done you know to get the job done and uh, a lot of times you know I used to always talk about their peripheral vision well uh, I like kids to play as tight on the ball as they can but when you have when you have a gap responsibility you have a guy on you and a guy to the side you're playing on maybe you're on his outside shoulder say and you want to know what that tackle or that guard's going to do. If you're playing over the center, you want to know what that guard on the side of your gap responsibility is. And we never played two gap because that's that. There's only so many people who can do that. And uh, we had guys like well, the kid from South Dakota, he can do it probably. Danny Noonan could do it. Christian Peter could do it. Yeah. And there were some guys that were quicker and did were had better could do other things better than they could, you know, as far as quickness and stuff. So, but they couldn't handle two gap, meaning they have both sides. And uh, the biggest thing in the world on both sides is if you run a fullback right at them and you're you're playing one side and you're supposed to play them both, he's just going to cut the other way and pick up three or four yards on you anyway. So I never did like to play two gap, although we taught them to play it. Um, mm-hmm. subconsciously because we would work across the face if we saw him cut that way we'd hit, want to have control of the guy to get across his face so it, it you know there's all kinds of things but those kids are are you know I think their heads are screwed on right just kind of just you know one was a good wrestler and I've always found that guys with wrestlers had good balance you know they weren't off their feet a lot and uh I think that the, the, both of them have to improve probably with the pass rush. That's, that's mm-hmm. the hardest thing to do, and consistency. And, uh, you know, I, I remember, uh, you know, when I, the kids, I always told them when the pro guys come in, they're going to, when they look at you, they're going to look at you when you come off the field. How you, how you, are you a leader or are you a guy that's a, are you moaning all the time or are you, you know, what kind of a player are you? And, and so, you know, and, and if you take one loaf out on that field and you want to go to the NFL, you got money coming out of your pocket. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. that right now. So there's a lot of things, you know, I would talk to them about, you know, the guys that are like that and I get them in an individual situation and, talk to him a little bit, you know, uh, that way as the year went on. Charlie McBride's with us uh, Monday with Charlie Hale, Varsity Radio. Coach, who is who is the best defensive line pass rusher you had, interior guy that you coached? Jim Scow. Okay. Uh, Jim, Jim Scow, uh, you know, he would, he, <laughs> he would turn guys around. I mean, he, he, oh, wow. he was... He, he made the offensive lineman turn in circles. And, I mean, he, he was something else. And he, and he was, you know, here's a guy that if you looked at him and you were a pro scout coming in and looking at him, you'd say he's a linebacker because he looks like a perfect-sized linebacker. I mean, he's just there. 
but he was so strong. He was really, really, he was really strong. And in fact, he was drafted, I think, in the third round by the Cincinnati Bengals and played defensive end for him. And, uh, you know, but he was, he was special because he was, he had some real, real quickness and explosiveness, you know, about him. Uh, some of the other guys, I mean, you had, the biggest thing you have to understand is they're going to look and see if you explode to the ball, if you, you know, if you're just kind of loafing around or you're just kind of, you have to be able to get off guys, get off blocks and you got to go. I mean, it's, there's no fooling around if you're a defensive lineman. And then, and then how's your motor, you know, if the ball's thrown mm-hmm. in the air, are you just observing or you're going down, hopefully the guy catches it or if he fumbles and you can be there or if he, you can block for him if you're down there and something would happen, come up, especially on mid- intermediate and short passes. Coach, uh, quick last thought, and thanks for talking spring football with us. Are you optimistic that uh, the D can take a step forward this year? Uh, did you like what you saw last year, and where do you think they can go next year? Well, we we had, I think I've been studying uh, right now, this whole week I've been studying the, uh, the statistics and stuff from last year, and you, you can see some things they got to work on. But I think the biggest thing defensively, there's no question, you have some guys that are back and they're pretty good leaders. And from what I can gather, they they're pretty good weight room guys, and they that's how you really start out, and and that's where you really start to tell you how your team's going to be, because you're working together, you're you know you're talking to each other, you're doing, you know you're making some goals set, and I mean I heard the other night, this is if I can say it real quick, I heard one of the one of the girls on another school talk about. Her goals were to win the conference championship and make the final four. And I just about jumped out of my chair and said, why in the world would you want to you make the final? If you beat your, win your conference, why wouldn't you think about winning the national champion? Who the heck cares about being the fourth team or beat those people? <laughs> you know, and I, I thought, make the final four. What do you do, give up after you make the final four or what? You know, so you know, and that's the way it goes here. We, you know, it, it was how we we had a good enough team where we we had to win the conference and we had to go to win the national championship. If you win the conference, and there wasn't any in between. Coach, we'll uh, be ready for another week of spring football, and I can't wait to talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much for the time today. Tell those coaches to take them in a closet and have some live work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll discuss that that next. All right, we'll we'll do that next week. Okay. The the old closet one on one work. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, have fun. Enjoy you too, yourself coach. this week. Okay, bye now. <laughs> Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than twenty dollars can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. 
few minutes here. Hail Varsity Radio and uh, Bill Bush with us, special teams coordinator. Coach, it's it's been a while. It's nice to s- sit down with you again. How you doing? I'm doing great. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys being here. There's one thing that's so great about being at Nebraska is to have the people that care and having media that follow you and and uh it's good to have you know it's it's like you said it, it's a you're fortunate to have pressure and so it, it's nice to have people that are following you and doing this and and uh very excited about it coach uh i thought here on on special teams and first and foremost how, how did day one go yeah. i we felt day one went great it's always yeah. don't get too excited don't get too high or too low at that but the administ—it's such a simple thing of you know the little things are big things. The administration of the drills that we had to have were spot on. It's because uh, we felt it was very organized, but the kids executed it. And they understood the importance of it. Uh, Meetings—they took everything in. It transferred right over. Uh, I talked about how we transitioned into drills right out of stretch. Then mid practice, then we had you know we were separate with field goal and field goal block, and they transitioned to that right away. So very productive for that. Not not a lot of uh, balls were hit as far as being uh, kicks and punts. Today was more of a kickoff day, and so, but it went very, very well. How was the the attention to detail? How were you able to? to model it and kind of get the buy-in from the kids in that special teams room? Well, very lucky with, like I said, we have great kids. I mean, really, really, really great kids. You have to be able to show uh, with anything. They can see a fraud. They can see kids are smart. Like, they're on anything, anything in life. And so if they see that you care about them, if they see that you're prepared, if they see that they can can look to you and know they can ask questions, all those things combined will build a long way, builds a long bridge on how you can get things done successfully. Obviously, I know these kids from being around the office last year, wasn't able to coach, but I was able to see them so they at least know who I am. So that helps a lot for us. But again, if you have, like, if, if it's like anything else, you know, if, if they know you care and they know that you have a, a really clear structure and you have a belief system and also it's fair, fair is so big for them like that like it isn't anything you know back in the day when your parents just told you you know we can't do it because just you know because i said like that we have to be better than that now we have to be here's what here's the why so we talk about the why in everything we do the why we do the drill the why it's important to be early in meetings the why it's important how we sit in meetings everything we do so you have to give them the why and we give them the why bill bush with us a few minutes here hail varsity radio coach you um Touched on on the why. Let's get into some goals. What's a goal you have? What do you want? What do you want from your return team, uh, punt and kickoff? Well, I'm not going to throw certain numbers, but the first thing we talk about any return game, we talked about this. We showed a, a, a graphic with the picture of it like that, that after every single punt return or kickoff return, there's only going to be two signals. It's either going to be touchdown Nebraska or first down Nebraska, which means we're either going to score or we're going to possess the ball. That's the number one thing that has to happen. Sounds simple. But we have to have that. The next thing is is, is is how many great fielding decisions do we make so we don't give up hidden yardage with the ball hitting the ground and rolling forever with the ball uh, for us getting pinned too deep when it should have been a situation where we didn't field the ball. All the different scenarios with it for us right there until we get to the phase when now it's live ball. And so you always want to, my goal always on punt return is, is 10 yard average. First down. You get a first down every time at that 
if that's your average for the year, then you're in great shape for us right there. And then the same thing with a, a kickoff return for us right there. We have to be able to get the ball past the 25-yard line. So we're looking to get the ball to the 30-yard line because if you fair catch the ball, the ball's coming to the 25 as a layup. So you have to be in position to be able to make that better. If you don't make it better, then you've, then you've made bad decisions. You're not doing the right thing. If all of a sudden we're going to return every ball and we can take the ball at the 25. So there's sometimes, like I said, it's just like poker on punt return, kickoff return. Sometimes we, we don't, you don't know you don't go all in on certain things. But you know what kicks are very returnable balls and what we can do to be able to set that up. But we also have to have a mentality that we are going to return balls, especially on kickoff. Like, no, we're going to block people and return them. Now on punts, we're, we're going to protect our returner and we're going to be able to return balls. Some of them, uh, the kicks are not returnable so if they're not be really smart do you like the talent in the room the the kids you're working with to to return those those kicks and punts yeah, I do. I really do. Obviously, adding Trey Palmer in will help from LSU. Uh, I was with Trey at LSU, so I know what he can do as far as a kickoff returner and a punt returner. And we also asked him, I, I thought that Tommy Hill did a very good job today with uh, with the ball in his hands. Uh, we were just doing it as individual at the end of the day. And then also, I'm very excited about Brody Belt and Oliver Martin. Oliver did a great job fielding balls last year. and then uh, But Brody should be someone that can make plays for us. You saw how he became offensively in the last part of the season, especially the Wisconsin game. So we need to get the ball in his hands, and he's very, very natural at fielding balls. Bill Bush with us here on Hale Varsity. Coach, uh, recruiting, uh, you are well-respected and pretty well-renowned for your ability to recruit through your career. Take me back, and, and who, did, who mentored you in the world of recruiting? trying to think if there was one person that mentored me the most i probably spent uh i spent some time with uh, with with kevin Steele, tony samuel and then obviously george darlington probably the most uh for his persistence in recruiting and george always recruited from a lot a long distance he was always west coast recruiter and so so just being around all those guys at a very young age to see how hard it was to work the extra it took in to try to get a relationship with the player, but then with his mom, dad, his auntie, second cousin, his coach, all those things. So you, you kind of took it uh, from, from afar on it. And then, like I said before earlier to the group, you have to spend a lot of time on likability, on trying to be able to create a, uh, a concept or a relationship with these people that they want to talk to you. If they don't want to talk to you, you really can't do much. And so you want to be able to have enough, like, you know, I kind of like that. Hey, if Coach Bush texts, I'll text him back. Hey, I'll call him back. So you try to build that way. So I was around great recruiters here. I've been around uh, my entire life. So you just constantly keep learning. I mean, Coach O, you know, at LSU taught me things uh, that I'm like, okay, I like that. That's something a little different than what I'm used to. Uh, but, in the, but in the end, it's all about building the relationship. You mentioned Coach O, and he told a story on national radio a week or two ago about trying to land Adrian Peterson. That was the one that got away for him. When it comes to uh, your ability, take me through what what jumps out to you. Is it is it first film, or is it all right? Somebody who knows you saying, "Look, I got a guy for you," giving you the heads up. It's 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 all encompassed. I have some guys in my life that if they call me and say, I got a guy, 
they got a guy. And I have some people, they say they've got a guy and they've never had a guy. And so there's always that combination. And, and yeah, and, they, and they, so it's always a little bit like it. But if someone lets me know, because they're just, they're always right. And so I've had some of those people. Then it also, but it comes down to your film, still your resume. And the film has to show it. It has to back it up. Uh, the thing that also is, is in-person evaluations are so critical. How many times do you see them? Do you see them play live? Do you see them practice? Do they come to camp? All those things there. And I've also had guys come to camp and go, woo, they ran. They, oh, that's vertical. Wow. And then they go to play and it's not the same. And you watch their film and it's not the same. So it's all got to add up together. All those things have to have to add up to be at one time. But it goes through the process of the worst thing you can do is waste time on great player, love watching him, find out that he's got some off the field issue or no grades. There's nothing worse than wasting somebody's time on, on that. So you always want to make sure I have my little details down before it goes on to the next person, the next person to get it evaluated, you know, with those things. But in the end, the film is what matters. Then you have to make the decision uh, academically any, any of those areas right there. If he is struggling, why is it? And a lot of times those those young men work out very well. Do you look at the, the portal as a, as a challenge or a potential advantage? Well, both. It's both. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it, it, it can be used as an advantage. It's something that uh, we've used well as an advantage uh, here at Nebraska. It's also a challenge because obviously you're recruiting your own kids just as hard as you recruit anyone else else like there because there's always there is a different window for people out there just to be like you know what i'm gonna go to the portal you didn't used to be that easy and so now it's a little bit so i think it's i think it goes both ways if you work really hard on how you manage it and how you look at it right there then i think it's still still a positive but it uh it's it's very difficult but in recruiting just like when i started to what it is now you have to adapt as fast as you can. You can't be someone like, I don't do Twitter, or I don't like to text, or I don't like to do this. I'd like to recruit as if it's 1988. That doesn't work. And so now, same thing at the portal. You better have an understanding of it. That's just the way it is now. So just being locked in, how to handle it, what's going on with it. And then also, you know, it's, it's not a magic portal. Some people think it's a magic portal. It's like everybody looks into it like that, and, you know, there's some that happens. There's also a lot of failures in, in, in the portal. So you have to be be very smart and do your due diligence on why they're leaving, what's going on, all those different things of it. You know, it's kind of happened at LSU with Joe Burrow when I was recruiting Joe. That wasn't a portal situation because that hadn't happened yet. But he was graduated with that. But I knew Joe. I was at Ohio State with him. I knew his family. And I also knew the reason he was leaving. And so there was a difference there. He wasn't leaving disgruntled. He wasn't leaving I got screwed. This is kind of what it is. So we had a background. We had so much background on him. So you always want to have that background in, in, from the portal. What was that season like down there? I mean, it was obviously you won a championship. It was incredible. But um, you want to talk about uh, kind of hitting on all cylinders. You get his talent level matched with the offense. And in that league, it was it was pretty big wow factor for college football. Obviously, it was you know to be part of it was was outstanding. Obviously, me and Mickey were together with it, and just had so much fun with it. But the thing that stood out the most was how competitive the entire team was. 
and defensively how competitive they were. And I'll speak from the other side of the ball because I was on defense there. But, I mean, to see how Jamar Chase and Joe and everyone Pratt and, and, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, how those guys practiced, the competition every day, it was good on good and every one-on-one things. And then we showed it on the next day on practice on who was going, what was going on, and it was on the whole time. No one was tapping out. No, I don't want to take any reps. I'm going to take Tuesday off. That never happened. So it was the perfect storm of talent and competitive spirit at the same time. Coach Bill Bush. Coach, good to see you again. Thanks for a few minutes. Awesome. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Bill Bush, a little bit earlier today on Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, excited to be on field. Uh, obviously, the analyst role last last season, but uh, covered it all there just with uh, specialists and return game. And just I love hearing his philosophy and, and outlook as one of the most successful recruiters in the country for, for decades with, um, with his resume. Super impressive and great to, to talk with the Bushman. We'll uh, spend some time here. Jeff Smith on the way and uh, Pius ready for Southeast tonight. Districts here on ESPN Lincoln. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. We're here at Pius ahead of Southeast and the uh, Pius boys for district action. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Hail Varsity Roadshow. Monday, plenty of uh, hoops uh, underway uh, as it's a great next couple of weeks for basketball. And uh, we'll get some thoughts here from a Hall of Fame coach and a longtime assistant at Nebraska. He'll be on the call a little bit later tonight. Jeff Smith with us at uh, Coach J Smith 14 on Twitter. Coach, did you? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, did you want to golf today before basketball or were you able to find a course that lets you play? I did want to golf, but I didn't make it out. I think I think some of the public courses are open, so I may try tomorrow morning. But I make I'm making wooden bunny baskets for Easter for my one year old granddaughter, so that took priority today. Well, that's all right. I was not wise enough to ever take shop class, and um, more power to you for making bunny baskets. <laughs> uh, I may have. I to, have a, to... I have a father in law that's a wood working genius, so all I do is go over there to his shop. <laughs> Good work. I'm Good learning. Work. I'm learning. So I, I got to get your thoughts here with, with Coach Hoiberg uh, coming back. And uh, wow, last night, we'll start with Nebraska basketball. They were impressive. They were uh, able to take out a season's worth of frustrations and, and drill Penn State. But, Coach Smith, what are your thoughts on, on Fred being back and, and some of Trev's comments? I haven't talked to you since it happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. I think Trev's doing a really, really intelligent um, uh, athletic director move here with, with 
Coach Frost and Coach Hoiberg, they're both big names that have been proven winners that, you know, everybody felt like we were lucky to have here. Trev's only been here seven and a half months. I think he's got to coach these guys up a little bit, I guess. And, and uh, you know, he's been around some and, and, and knows the games. And um, I think that, that he's going to give them some metrics to, to go by. I think he's going to make them redesign their, you know, their, their staff, their, their offense, their defensive thoughts, their, you know, style of play, especially basketball in the Big Ten. Um, I, I like it. I, that doesn't guarantee it's going to work, but Trev could come out looking like a genius or he's going to look like a caring AD that people want to to want to work under. And uh, so I think it could be a win-win. Jeff Smith with us here on Hale Varsity. Coach, we'll switch to uh, the, the game last night. And what did you see? I mean, why did it why did it look like it looked last night for Nebraska basketball? I saw total unselfishness. I saw players that didn't care who scored. Um, I saw some unbelievable ball movement that really the ball was moving quicker than the, than the Penn State's physical defense could get to them. Um, they frustrated Penn State. They, they played basketball like you're supposed to. They dove on the floor. They boxed out well. They took away fast break. You saw, actually saw a little bit of that against Iowa. Iowa's just a little more talented and a tougher matchup for us. But they bounced back with their second game against Iowa and didn't give up fast break, didn't turn the ball over as much, took a little time on their possessions and moved the ball better, and then it carried over to Penn State. Not quite as talented, but you're playing Penn State at home, who's won some good games. But ball movement, just total team effort. Um, nobody looking at the, the stat board, I don't think. Um, and, and then uh, because of the ball movement, their shots were better. I think they're capable of shooting from three in certain games, but it takes that kind of ball movement and the extra pass, um, just that unselfish total team kind of effort and thought for that to happen. And it's just too bad that, you know, we're, we're, you know, with a couple games left in the season, we get to see that it's, I thought the Colorado game was a little bit like that exhibition. There was a couple other parts of games were like that. Um, it's, it's, it is a little frustrating for us fans to see that now and think, wow, you know, that, that's, that's what it should look like. Coach, a lot of district action going on here. Going to start with uh, Southwest and Omaha South. Uh, a quick thought on that matchup tonight. They'll tip off down at the nest. Yeah, you know, I think if Southwest can get by Omaha South, they can win that district and beat a, beat a Gretna, but they've got to get by Omaha South first. You and I saw Omaha South upset Pius early in the year, and Omaha South has extreme quickness and are well coached by the Chubbicks, and they can, they can press, they can guard, um, they can penetrate on anybody. Southwest has some length on them. Um, I think it's a tough first-rounder for Southwest, but I do think Southwest is playing their best basketball right now, and they've gained some confidence. They've got a couple freshmen that are stepping up and contributing, um, and they've got those seniors that are solid. So I would take Southwest in that one, but not an easy one. And first-round district games aren't easy, especially the two- and three-seeds playing. And then they'll look at, at Gretna, um, and I think they're a good matchup for Gretna. So if they can get by tonight, I would probably pick them over Gretna in that A5 final. Jeff Smith is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, previewing some of the district action. Coach Grand Island and uh, Northeast, of course, Trout's fantastic, headed to Virginia. They stung Northeast early. So is it confidence for GI, or does Northeast got a little payback on their mind? 
I feel Northeast has some payback. I think Northeast has seven good players on their team at least, and and you know GI's a little trout heavy. He's a fantastic player. Um, but you're, this is where you go, you know, full box and one or have two guys guard him if you have to and make those other guys beat you. You've got time to game plan for this game. So, again, not easy in these two, three matchups, but I, I would take Northeast in this rematch and then looking ahead to probably Creighton Prep in that A6 final, hopefully. Of course, I want all the Lincoln schools to get in those finals and have a chance to get to state. That'd be a lot of fun. Coach, uh, I thought here with tonight's matchup, we'll go further in depth with the uh, the pregame, but Southeast and Pius, Southeast young, but man talented, and Pius, they're trying to get back to, to PBA. Yeah, their first matchup, Southeast is only down five at Pius with 243 left in the game, so they hung with them pretty well. Um, Pius's length bothered them, and Pius got into the paint quite a bit, so I, I would look for Pius to put the ball into the post a little bit, um, and then also continue to drive in the paint, and because they were just able to shoot over Southeast when they got, you know, within 10 feet of the basket, and then rebound the ball some too. Southeast probably needs to pressure them a little bit up the court with their quickness of their guards, and then look for penetration. But they got to be careful about about contested shots or blocked shots with Pius. They may have to make that extra pass and be able to stop on two feet to be able to score against them. Is there a team that, that could make a dark horse run to, to state that we're not thinking about or not talking about about a minute here? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I know West Side's good, but East is in that A3 district with them, and if they can get by Millard West, East isn't an easy out when you play them. So, you know, that would be a huge upset, but, but uh, you know, they could play with West Side. And then, you know, Pius and Southeast have to go on and probably play Papio South. Um, Papio South had a, a quiet year, but a solid year. And I think they have some seniors that really play together. Papio South could kind of be a sleeper getting into state and maybe making some noise in there too. But we know Millard North, Bell West, Omaha West Side, Omaha Central, those are the four proven teams from the year anyway that you would project into the semifinals. But as we know, that doesn't always happen. And so, so you know, Pius, Papio South, um, and maybe East and Southwest could, can sneak in there and make a little noise, possibly. Coach, we'll see you in a bit. Thanks again for the uh, the time today. You bet. There he is, Jeff Smith with us, Hall of Fame coach and uh, longtime Nebraska assistant. There's your high school rundown and some Husker hoop thoughts. We'll wrap up a Monday road show live from Pius Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
One final time here from Pius Roadshow Monday ahead of Boys District. You have Bolts and Knights set to tip here a little before 7. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Jeff Smith along a little bit later on for the call. And uh, big thanks to Coach Bill Bush for joining us, uh, sitting down uh, with us uh, for an extended uh, uh, exclusive. Appreciate that. Charlie McBride, another Monday with Charlie. Jay Moore, uh, good thoughts from him on uh, the see it and believe it part of spring football. But it's okay to be excited and uh, energetic for it, right? I know you're, as a Nebraska fan, wanting things to translate to bowl games and wins. Totally get it. And uh, I think it's okay to to maybe uh, let yourself be a little bit more than just reserved. Dare I say it. It's okay to think that, all right, this year's going to be different. Nebraska basketball got a win. Uh, We'll see how that follows up tomorrow. Rick Kaczynski going to join us a Tuesday with Kaz. We'll spend time with Mitch Sherman tomorrow. We'll hear from Coach Whipple tomorrow and also uh, Coach Mickey Joseph. Do yourself a favor. And if you're uh, against uh, profanity, then then avoid this advice. But if you want a good laugh, uh, just check out the Iron Sheik's Twitter handle and his advice on on what oil you should and should not purchase. Uh, just from a worldly take there from the Iron Sheik. Elijah, what, what are you doing tonight uh, once you get done hanging with me after basketball? Are you still going to go beeline to the backyard to grill? No, no, it's going to be a little late for that. I'm going to beeline to Applebee's. It's their burger night, so it's cheaper burgers and then half-priced appetizers after 9. Did you uh, get the endorsement deal with them, or are you just throwing out free love? I'm just, I'm just throwing out some free love there. It's, uh, That's okay. I, I, I mean, I, I, should, I could have said an unnamed chain restaurant here in Lincoln, but yes, yeah, my plans. <laughs> that's my plans. I'm going to Applebee's. <laughs> Did you do anything yesterday? Did you make that infamous mac and cheese or what? Uh, yesterday. Oh, no, yesterday? Uh, you're going to love this. Um, yesterday you ate seven bags of gummies. Get no, it. yesterday I ate egg salad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, a programming note for basketball at Southwest, if you're headed there, tip-off is supposed to be in four minutes. Well, tip-off is now 6.20 because Omaha South was late arriving. To, uh, to Southwest in the dreaded bus situation uh, is a reality. If you had the uh, the, the shot clock at uh, just a few days for Art Bryles, good on you. He has resigned as offensive coordinator at Grambling State. Thought it was a little soon to hire old Art, uh, but we'll see if he... Uh, Ends up somewhere else. I think the the, All right, get the, the, the the fun, interesting part of this story is, I'm not sure if you saw this, the Hugh Jackson Foundation defended Art Bryles and then admitted to fraud on Twitter today. So go check that out if you haven't seen it. Just a touch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, back in studio. Thanks for spending time. Get the podcast, Hail Varsity Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, we're about uh, less than an hour from uh, tip-off Southeast Pius right here on ESPN Lincoln locally. Uh, Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. A Huda Media Production.